Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So last weekend, when Prigozhin's Wagner Group started to move toward Moscow, the statement was, well, Prigozhin will be in Moscow in two days. So what, what's going on there, and, and how do we interpret what the situation is? And uh, we're, I'm, I'm glad again to be speaking with Dr. Ek, Anders Asland. He was uh, economic advisor to both Russia and Ukraine, not at the same time, obviously. His book is Russia's Crony Capitalism, and it's a great read. And there's so much going on in, uh, in, that, in those two countries. And uh, they, it all impacts on all of us. It all impacts on all of us. I just want to read you this. This is from a a poll in Ukraine. Now, put it into Canadian context. If this were us, 78% of Ukrainians have close relatives or friends who were wounded or killed due to the full-scale Russian invasion. It was the Kiev International Institute of Sociology that conducted this poll. The figure ranges from 70% in Ukraine's east to 80% in the country's western region, and um, I'll, I'll, there's some more information here that I, I'm going to share with you a little bit later. I just can't find it right now. Oh, on, on average, the survey respondents had seven family members or friends who fell victim to Russia's war since February 24, 2022. Dr. Anders Asland is with us. And um, his, again, his book is, uh, is amazing, Russia's Crony Capitalism. Anders, thank you so much. Uh, th those numbers are staggering, aren't they? Thank you very much, Roy. Yeah, I was just uh, in London for this uh, huge uh, Ukraine recovery uh, conference, and uh, you do feel it now. Every Ukrainian you meet uh, has uh, somebody rather close to them who has suffered in the war, either being killed or uh, been seriously injured. How does it how does a country, and, and how do these, and you know these countries so well, how do they recover from this? Putin has to go, right? Yeah, I would put it positively. Uh, the Professor Charles Tilly had coined this phrase nations are born through war. And what we are seeing now is that the Ukrainians are in no way being cowed or uh, repressed. On the contrary, they are standing up and saying, we have to uh, defeat the Russians. We have to take all, all our territory and all our people uh, back uh, because this is an existential issue for us. The Russians are, whom I meet, are in denial. Uh, so I am declared persona non grata in uh, Russia now, so I can't go there uh, any longer. But uh, I was in uh, Ukraine last in uh, three months uh, ago, and the Ukrainians are adamant, and you can feel that they have a right morale, and the Russians have no morale. But strangely, they keep uh, just uh, fighting because they are giving order from above. So Ukraine is uh, driven from below. People know what they stand for. Russia is driven from above. How did you see last weekend when Prigozhin, formerly Putin's chef, that was what he was originally known as, formed the Wagner Group? Uh, and that Wagner Group, when it was, it, I mean, they just drove into Russia. 
They essentially took over the city of Rostov-on-Dom, and they were welcomed by the population, and they started to proceed down the highway to Moscow at rapid speed. They were fired on by uh, Russian helicopters. They shot down the helicopters. How did how did you how do you assess what happened? Well, Roy, as you, you point out, this was really quite uh, uh, extraordinary. And what is uh, coming out that is that uh, Prigozhin and the Wagnerites must have had substantial support within uh, the Russian military and the Russian intelligence uh, service, GRU, uh, uh, and who stood against them, the National Guard, uh, the presidential uh, guard of Putin, and um, the FSB, that is the old KGB. So this suggests that there is a serious division within uh, the, the Russian security forces, and I think that is what we should focus on for the future, although we know very little uh, about it, that uh, Putin can't trust his forces. Could there be civil war in Russia? I doubt it, but it's, it is a poss possibility. Uh, what we saw now was that uh, Prigozhin decided uh, not to fight, and he came within 200 kilometers uh, yeah. from Moscow, 120 miles. And um, in one day, his uh, troops, perhaps 10,000 troops, uh, uh, marched or rather drove fast on the highways, uh, 800 kilometers. So it's extraordinary that uh, Russia is so undefended. And the reason is that 90% of the Russian uh, conventional forces are in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you see Putin uh, staying on under any circumstance? I, I mean, I, you know so much more than I do, but I, I'm looking at his, the people, and, you know, your book, Russia's Crony Capitalism, it's, it's people who've grown immensely wealthy and they've helped each other out. It's just a, like a... An old boys club, and uh, they become billionaires. But their yachts have been uh, have been confiscated. Their accounts have been frozen. Their assets have been uh, also frozen by international governments. Their economy is suffering. The billionaires are losing lots of money. Are they? Uh, I mean, the generals, the young generals, are probably are probably against him, and that's why they didn't. The army wasn't on the on that highway to stop him. Um, but but it, does he have too many too many enemies now to survive? Yeah, or I would rather say that he has too little support uh, 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 to uh, to survive. So I think that uh, Putin is really out of it, and he has made so many things that are negative now. Uh, for, for the last uh, well, since uh, COVID struck, he has essentially isolated himself. Anybody who wants to see Putin needs to be uh, in quarantine one or two weeks. And um, it means that he is, sees very few people. Uh, he holds a um, Security Council meeting with the 12 most important uh, people uh, about every 10th day. But this year he has not had one of these Security Council meetings in person, but uh, just on a video. And there are no strong rumors that uh, Putin operates with uh, one or two uh, 
doubles because uh, on the 22nd of June, he had the mishap that he had two meetings at the same time. And uh, one person is not supposed to have two meetings at the same time in different places. And I, and I read that on your Twitter feed at Anders underscore Aslan. I read that earlier today. Economically, how badly off is Russia? Uh, this is, you can say, the strong point. Uh, last year, Russia's GDP officially fell by 2%, perhaps slightly more, but not much. And think of Ukraine's GDP falling by 29%, and that doesn't break Ukraine. This year, the expectation is that it might fall by another 2%, perhaps 4%. What is more important is that Russia's economy can't expand because it can't get financing. And the Western technology sanctions are quite severe. So Russia's problem producing serious missiles when I was in Western Ukraine in late March, I happened to see one of these uh, cruise missiles that the Russians had hit uh, this uh, power station I visited. And uh, to my surprise, I saw that uh, the wing of this modern cruise missile produced last year was made out of plywood. Oh but the point is that it hit its target. Anders, can you just take us back into um, the, the story of... Um what's going on in, in Russia, with the title of your book, Russia's Crony Capitalism. What's the, um, what's the fundamentals? What are the fundamentals here? The fundamentals is money, state money that is being distributed to rather few people. Uh, today, uh, the Russian TV has announced that uh, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the owner of the Wagner uh, uh, mercenary company, has uh, received $19 billion in state orders, probably more because this is given in rubles uh, uh, and the exchange rate has uh, fallen uh, in recent years. So he has got an enormous amount of money from the state. And uh, for this, he has financed uh, all kinds of military services and uh, uh, disinformation uh, services uh, to to the state, but he has also made money. And one of his strongest connections here we come to the crony capitalism uh, part is uh, Gen uh, Gennady Tinchenko, who's one of Putin's closest cronies from Saint Petersburg. Uh, Tinchenko has thanks to Prigozhin and General Sorovikin, uh, Prigozhin's strongest. Uh, uh, person in the military who apparently now have be, has been arrested. Uh, and uh, they have together, these three not-so-gentlemen, uh, taken over oil, gas, fertilizers in Syria and made big money on it. It belongs to Timchenko, but both Sorovikin and the Prigozhin have made big money on it. And this weakens Putin because uh, Timchenko is the richest uh, person around him. So it's an organized crime unit. Exactly. And uh, things will not end well uh, in that no. situation. They will not end well. 
not the way they they expected them. Now you were in, you said you were in Ukraine in March. How do you see uh, Ukraine developing? First of all, do you think they will win this militarily? And, First, and they will win. And we are now seeing that the Ukrainians are probing in three or four uh, places. And the question is not if, but when they will get uh, a breakthrough. The big complaint is that they don't have uh, air uh, power. Mm -hmm. They do have airplanes that are flying each day, but they are not as good as the Russian or many as the Russian airplanes. So the big complaint is that they have not got F-16 or any similar airplanes. But the Ukrainians have a completely different morale. And Ukraine today has uh, one million men and women under under arms. So I think they will win. That's a huge military and a military that's tremendously motivated, as you said. If they get the F-16s, which is still a very viable um, platform, then uh, then they will, if they don't dominate this guy, they'll come close to it. Yeah, and as it is now, fortunately, they have HIMARS and a few other long-distance um, uh, missiles that can take out the Russian uh, arms and uh, diesel depots. Where will we be, the world, a year from now, when we look at Russia and we look at Ukraine, what, what will we see? Uh, of course, this can only be guesses. Sure. I think that Ukraine will win uh, within a, uh, a year. Uh, by win, I mean that they will defeat Russia, not only in the territories uh, that uh, Russia has taken after the uh, February last year, but uh, also Crimea and uh, uh, Eastern Ukraine that we took in 2014. Ukraine needs Crimea in order to uh, secure uh, its um, shipping through through the uh, the Black Sea, and uh, we will see a vibrant um, democracy and uh, uh, in Ukraine, and Ukraine will be on its way uh, to to join the European Union within several years, not fast. Uh, in Russia, I would expect that Putin will fall and what will happen afterwards is anybody prediction. I think that power will fall into the street and we will see who picks it up. And they've got all those nukes. Do you think uh, Putin will, in desperation, start to uh, at least use some battlefield nukes? I don't think so at all. I think that anybody who uses nukes uh, loses. I think this was a mistake that uh, Secretary of State Jim Baker did in '92. that he was completely focused on nukes, that the nukes should be secured to Russia. If Ukraine had had all the nukes it had then, this war would never have happened. Uh, one one more point. Um, when I was interviewing a, a Ukrainian guest, maybe a, a year ago, when they were starting to really push the Russians backwards, he said to me that he'd spoken with a Ukrainian commander, and the Ukrainian commander said, when we get to the Russian border, we just might not stop. What do you think? I think that's very likely. And since... Uh, the Ukrainians now have several thousand Russian uh, volunteer uh, soldiers under 
uh, bear, bear control. It, uh, they can simply let the Russians uh, go, uh, and we saw now how easily uh, the Wagner troops uh, were marching on Moscow. There's no defense on the Russian side. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.